And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We had a great time, a great time had by all at John Katsimatidi's birthday. Also a celebration of Cousin Brucie and the 102nd anniversary of WABC Radio held at Cipriani's. And I hadn't seen, uh, among the dignitaries that were present, I hadn't seen uh, Hillary Clinton since I uh, moderated a debate with her years ago, and it was also nice to see her. Uh, A great time had by all uh, for wonderful, wonderful occasions. So you may recall When it comes to migrants, I coined the phrase months ago, free, 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 free. Well, look at here at what the mayor is finally acknowledging, finally saying at a recent town hall meeting. We have to feed, clothe, house, educate the children, wash their laundry sheets, give them everything they need, health care. Interesting, interesting in terms of what the mayor is stating now. The same guy that advocated after Abbott's late late the trap for for Mayor Adams, the same guy that advocated for the migrants to come here. And you're going to hear in just a second, he's going to refer to Governor Abbott of Texas as a madman. But Abbott is far from a madman. Uh, he has just proven to be much better at the game, uh, the blood sport of politics than you, Mr. Adams. Abbott put the uh, trap in front of you and you went for the cheese, trying to appease the far left, welcoming the migrants to New York, sending your commissioners to greet the buses coming in. Oh, you, you forget that part of the story, huh? How, how convenient. Of course, they'll never stop. Free, free, free. But listen to the mayor now. It's going to come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew, we're about to lose. Really? Really? Mr. Mayor, uh, I could have told you this the first day you had your commissioners out there greeting the migrants coming in. You're the only one that didn't see what was coming to all of us. Let's open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So why are we in this mess in part? Because the mayor is choosing to negotiate with the Legal Aid Society, the New York Civil Liberties Union. Mr. Mayor, you can't negotiate with these people. They will definitely have you end up being a one-term mayor. Look at what they just did with the NYPD, the NYPD to reform protest policies, how they deal with protesters, tactics and a settlement over the George Floyd protest. Bottom line, I'd rather have the criminals be afraid, very afraid, than we the people be afraid. Mayor Adams continued. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. 
Now we're getting Russian-speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. Hmm. All of us, huh? All of us didn't stand out there welcoming the migrants into New York City. And look at the mess that it continues to cause. And this will go on and on and on. One Queens High School overflow so bad on the first day of class Thursday, right? Even though historically city schools are reportedly only two-thirds full because of chronic absenteeism, but look at what happened in terms of uh, Newcomers High School, Long Island City, felt the strain from the migrant crisis on day one. Students had to get in line that stretched around the block and some students were forced to go to another building to make room. It's a capacity issue. Look at what we're dealing with. Police arrested six residents of a Brooklyn migrant shelter Thursday morning. Police charged four of them with assault on an officer for allegedly getting rowdy during an NYPD crackdown on illegal scooters. I guess they feel they have a right to come here, even though they're not supposed to be here. They have a right to do whatever they want to do, how they want to do whatever it is they feel like uh, doing. And that brings me to uh, this. We're going to start with your telephone calls in just one second. Not only are New Yorkers being lost with the Adams administration, Americans have lost every which way you can imagine with President Biden, a point made by our owner-operator, John Casamitidis, on the Fox Business Channel. If I was picking a CEO and it was my company, the world was my company, I would rather have uh, President Trump in charge than President Biden. Uh, President Biden, the American consumer has lost in every way. The, the borders are open and running wild. They're destroying American cities, okay? Say what you want to say about Trump, but I'd rather have him on my side than President Biden. John, are, are we running a risk moving forward with President Trump as the, the GOP nominee, given the fact that there are, there's a growing number of states that are trying to use the 14th Amendment to disqualify him from that state? And when you're disqualified from states, you can't get those electoral votes. Well, absolutely. That's why we said, what did I say at the beginning of my conversation? Let things sort themselves out uh, because things could, so many things could happen in the next uh, six months that will decide factors. I don't know if President Trump is going to be the nominee. I mean, some federal judge could just put him in jail. The uh, man of the hour, the owner-operator of uh, WABC, John Katsimatidis, uh, his birthday, we attended his uh, his birthday party, uh, also an event for Cousin Brucey at Sepriani's tonight. Uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, Mrs. Katsimatidis, thank you for the wonderful, wonderful time. Let's go ahead and start with your telephone calls. Bill in Huntington. Good morning, Bill. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing? Eric Adams, he says God talks to him, right? Why didn't God warn him he was going to collapse the city? <laughs> You know, you know, Bill, you 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 make a good point there, right? And, and, you know, in, in fairness to Adams, though, he did tell me about twenty five years ago. He really did pulled me aside and he told me that he was going to be the mayor of New York City. But please continue, Bill. Mm, okay, well, that's about that's my question, right? I mean, uh, did God tell him to open all the weed shops in Manhattan? Hmm. I don't, I don't get it. 
Right. Well, that that's a state issue. That that's a state issue. The the yeah. state. But but I'm with you, Bill. I I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, they they just opened one uh where the uh, Ferry Hawks play in Staten Island, and within the vicinity of the ballpark. It's like, what are you doing? And, and this is collectively, uh, Governor Hochul, the state. She was there at the event for uh, Mr. Casamitidis to say happy birthday. What are folks doing? Thank you for the call, Bill in Huntington. Let's go to Roger, Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, thank you. I'd like to make uh, two separate points. Number one, the Jerry Nadlers and AOCs, the, the representatives are showing by their or by showing by their conspicuous absence how what they really think of their constituents when their services are going to be being cut. All right, you're not going to hear it from them until it comes election time in 24. The second point I'd like to make is when these. These people are obviously they're going to ha- receive amnesty, but but at that point or even before that, with work permits, uh, I think a good hunk of money that um, employers should be required to lop off the top a good ten to fifteen percent of, of their wages just to help reimburse this problem. And I think, uh, well, let's just leave it at that. I wonder what the unions think of these work permits and what they, what they think of these people going to be fed into the workforce. It's a good point. And, hey, hey, Roger, and thank you thank you for the call. You do make a good point. I don't know how they could work it out legally. But for all the services, uh, for all the services that they're receiving, they should be forced, if ultimately they get these work uh, permits, they should be forced to pay something back to the uh, taxpayers. That's that's a uh, a wonderful wonderful uh, point. Thank you for that uh, for that call. Let's go to Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Thank you, Don, for taking my call to speak freely on your show. First off, uh, to all the Vietnam vets, every veteran everywhere, no matter what campaign, what war, thank you for your service. Welcome home. I'm starting to lose my voice from yelling at people sometimes when they do things wrong. But what I want to say to you, Don, I have to ask a question. I'm a 72-year-old man vet, and I would like to know before I go away, the whole cold, hard ground, I would like to ask one question from you, Don. This is a question I have to ask you. Do you ever think in our lifetime, Dom, we'll see this country turn around and go back to the way it started back in the 50s, post-World War II? You know, that's a great question, Pete. That's going to require a strong president, and I have to be frank here, in all likelihood a Republican president, because right now, each party panders, but it seems like Democrats are on overdrive in terms of pandering. We, if 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 we're going to get back to a positive country on a national level, it's going to take someone of a Giuliani type level that will come in, rock the boat, doesn't care what the media reports. He knows what his vision is, and he's not going to uh, deter from it and and slowly, step-by-step, step, turn things back around. You know, I, I hope, Pete, that, that things can go back, and I do want to say that uh, we, we thank you for your service. And, you know, as, as you were speaking, I'm thinking about one of the headlines I saw in New Jersey, where it said uh, veterans are not being treated fairly in New Jersey. And, of course, we can multiply that that uh, headline across the country, but that's one of the ones that's coming out of uh, New Jersey. Thank you for your call. I, do, hey, Pete, before I let you go, do you think the country can turn back around? Dom, I think I do. I'm laying in my hooch in a cabin in, in north central New Hampshire, and I'm thinking, yes, I think it can. Everything you said is true. It will take a lot of doing, and you know what? I, I hope and pray 
for the next generation and generations beyond. That's all I care about. When I'm gone, it doesn't matter to me then. I hope that and pray they'll be taken care of and the country will turn around. Thank you. Thank you, Pete, from New Hampshire. BJ in Queens. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, always a pleasure. Uh, Two words. We are screwed. Uh, A couple more words. The only way that we stop this is um, we have to figure out a way to get a hard conservative in New York State, the, the governor's house and the mayor's house. Uh, We are in big trouble. What was done to Germany by Angela Merkel with taking in all the migrants is being done here. He is destroying this city, destroying it. Uh, And he 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 runs. He thinks he's doing a good thing. I've never seen anything like this. The hubris of this guy. He's like an Idi Amin. It's unbelievable. This guy. He turns around. There's no criticizing him. He takes no questions from anybody. Uh, He's all smiles and glad hands. In the meantime, we're all paying for it. Take a look at these streets. They're filled with people that I don't know where they come from. They don't want to assimilate. They just want to to, to, to free stuff. Look at. They're sticking kids in the schools that aren't don't even have vaccinations. All our kids have to get vaxxed and masked and everything else. This is this. You know, Jesse Jackson ran for president in 1984, and he he called New York. I'm not going to repeat what he said, but he said he made a very derogatory reference to the type of town it was. I think you remember he was remember it well. But go ahead. Continue. Uh, Eric Adams calls white people, and I'm not going to say what he said, and it's almost like it elevated him. He he brought all these migrants in, and now he's complaining? I mean, what what type of upside-down world are we living in, Dominic? Because frankly, frankly, he's hoping – well, you you have a – and this is something I can speak about because I know. If a city hall press corps is intimidated, uh, a mayor can get a free ride. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's tough covering a mayor of color uh, for a predominantly white press corps out of City Hall because they are afraid that the mayor will call them a racist. And Mayor Adams has shown that he will use the word quite freely if, if that's the way he feels. Now, the only thing I want to correct, BJ, you said he takes no questions. That's not true. He does take questions, but 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 the but the the issue becomes what type of questions. Yes. The, the, the first. So, for example, yes. if I was down at City Hall today, I would take my seat front and center uh, in the front row where uh, it was a seat that gay pressmen used to have. And then when he passed away, it, it sort of came came my way. I would I would say <laughs> I would say, Mr. Mayor, um it you know it, it's remarkable what you're saying these days, but on on this day you welcome the migrants, Mr. Mayor. Why would you have your commissioner out there sending a wink, wink, nod, nod to these migrants to come here? Oh, Dominic, da da da, stop, dust, don't embarrass, Mr. Mayor. Answer my question: Did you or did you not welcome the migrants here? See, they, you don't have reporters now that are going to do that. With all due respect, you have reporters. I don't know what journalism schools they've gone to, but they just want to be a player. They just want their name out there. They don't understand that it's a tough job, and sometimes you've got to ruffle feathers. I ruffled, thank you for the call, BJ. I ruffled feathers each and every day. In fact, that's what I became known for. I'm more sedate and relaxed these days uh, on radio than I was down at City Hall they they the last couple of mayors they they're not really asked any tough questions you know I, nobody wants to be called a racist and when 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 you look around room 9 and when, what more particularly when you look around the blue room at city hall i'm just telling you what you see it's mostly all white faces in a city uh that's what at least half of color and then you have the city's second black mayor, and he's a in-your-face type guy. So who's going to be the one to challenge him and tell him the truth 
because you know that the mayor is going to strike back. But that's that. This is the world that we live in, in particular, uh, covering uh, this mayor. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning. Yes, I believe I heard you say just a little while ago that you uh, he wait, told wait, you wait, twenty five years wait, wait, ago. Steve, Steve, wait, 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 Steve. Is there something wrong with your phone? It sounds like you're in Siberia. So sorry. Um, let me try better. Uh, did I did I understand that he said twenty five years ago to you that he'd be mayor? Yes, yes. Um, during the election cycle, I don't remember you warning us against him. Why? Why would I? Why would I reveal a private conversation? Uh, protect the city. Well, I, I, business and journalism doesn't work that way. A lot of politicians, Steve, say a lot of things. See, I have to be honest with you. I'm in a world of reality of reality. If I told everything that politicians said to me, they would never talk to me again. So you have to use discretion. So you're, you're telling me, Steve, that I should have announced that he said to me that he was going to be mayor. Well, um, if you, perhaps we should have been warned. Steve, what, what, what happened? Okay. I, I don't, I don't know what happened to, uh, to uh, Steve's to Steve's call, um, but you, you say you should have perhaps you should have been warned. People that live in the city of New York, you don't you shouldn't vote based on what I say. You should vote based on what's in your best interest. Period. Period. It's a personal decision. Each voter. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning. So um, two points. Number one is uh, Trump, like um, on Wednesday, around 3.06, on his truth account, he mentioned about getting a tough attorney general, and I'm hoping he means he's going to try to pick Rudy Giuliani. And, uh, of course, it has to be approved by the Senate. I hope it doesn't come down to some rhino, like uh, whoever the rhino is, Mitt Romney or something. But the other thing is you mentioned something that really concerns me. At the beginning of your show, you played a clip from John Katsimatidis. We don't know if Trump is going to be the nominee because he's a federal judge who knows, or judge in general who knows what's going to happen. And I'm very concerned that even the Republican establishment might try to take the nomination away from him. And um, it's a big concern because my, my hope is Trump to try to fix his problems with someone like Giuliani, and then they're going to try to take our choice away from us. Okay, so so wait, what what's your what's your point that you're trying to to make to me again, please, Robert? Well, my point is, I'm just we have to be really concerned to try to prevent the possibility that the owner, John Casantidis, pointed out that they, Trump may not be the nominee. Now, the, the mere fact that a judge would convict him, I'm not sure if that's the, enough to take him off the ballot. I don't know. Well, but no, that, that's not that's not that's not what Mr. Katsimatidis said on the Fox Business Channel, Robert. What he said was that he prefers any day uh, Trump over Biden, and then he said, "We don't know what's going to happen in the future." And he didn't. My interpretation of what he said was that we don't even know about a conviction. I believe what he was saying was a judge could decide, and this is true, that any individual violated their orders and order them jailed. Now, it's highly unlikely that that would happen to the former president of the United States, but that is possible. That is possible. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, always good listening to you, Dom. Um, the gentleman, Peter, from New Hampshire, you know, way to go. I have two nephews in New Hampshire, live free or die. And uh, I don't recognize my country anymore, you know, reminiscent of what he said. And I also worked with a lot of guys, you know, Vietnam vets uh, with the MTA. And you know what? Uh, this Eric Adams, you were right, Dominic. He will be a one-term mayor. And, hey, you know, Eric Adams, didn't you invite with – you waved with open arms, come over to New York, come over, we'll take care of you. And now he's deflecting everything. Oh, no, this is everybody's job to do this, everybody's job. Really, really, you should reflect on the words that you say. 
and do something about it, and it's too late. You know, they'll be here for, and this will affect future generations, Dom, as you know. And you've been a journalist, Dominic, uh, just shy of 40 years. And you know what? Keep doing what you're doing because you keep everybody on their toes with what you say, you know? Well, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate your comment. But I do, I do wish, uh, and th- this is not, thank you for the call. This is not criticism of my colleagues at Room 9, but I, I do wish that for the public's sake, they would be a lot tougher on whoever the mayor has to be. Because uh, whoever the mayor happens to be, pardon me, folks. Because what I'm thinking about is um, in my day at City Hall, they had to deal with uh, Gabe Pressman. When Gabe was done, David Seifman from the New York Post. When Seifman was done, possibly Marsha Kramer from Channel 2. When Marsha was done, then myself from New York One. And this is on a daily basis. And then when I was done, maybe Dave Evans from Channel 7. Maybe then Melissa Russo from Channel 4. It was boom, 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 and boom. None of this, none of this, oh, Mr. Mayor, um, what do you think um, Mr. Mayor, what do you make of the migrant crisis? No, that that wasn't the question. The questions would be, Mr. Mayor, it's your fault that the that the migrant crisis has exploded. Are you willing to apologize to the people of New York City for your reckless behavior? Now, I just gave you one question in two seconds off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, that's a question that Eric Adams should face. Every single day. Now, what he does in a town hall meeting, journalists can't control that. But that's a question that he should face every single day. Mr. Mayor, are you willing to apologize to the people of New Mr. Mayor, are you willing to apologize that you're listening to the Civil Liberties Union? on this to the detriment of the entire city? And now you're warning us that the entire city may not make it? Mr. Mayor, isn't that talking out of both sides of your mouth, considering you put us in this? But Mr. Mayor, how can you blame Governor Abbott when you welcome them here? Those are three questions right there. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And what would often happen sometimes, the mayor, whether it was Koch, uh, Dinkins, Giuliani, Bloomberg, they might get pissed off and turn around and walk out the room and not come back until the next day, but at least they were held accountable. Now we have this wishy-washy, Mr. Mayor, um, the migrants, is it a good thing? It's ridiculous. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. We see your calls from Suffolk to Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Los Angeles, Nutley, New Jersey, and St. James. We will be right back. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. NYC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And it is time for some action. Mayor Adams declaring now that New York City, emphasis on now, will be destroyed with the migrant crisis. If he was sitting right here, 
I, I would I would literally say, and the mayor keeps late hours, so you never know if he's listening. What he needs to hear, rather than all those yes fools around him, Mr. Mayor, you can't pull a Houdini like that. People are not stupid. They know you are the one that opened the door to this. You can't blame Abbott. Abbott played you and you fell into the trap. You welcomed them here. If if you wanted to show you had, you would have turned the first bus around. Yes, the left would have screamed bloody murder. But look at you now. Look at you now. Now it's everybody's fault. Now it's what are you doing to help the city of New York with the mic? We didn't open this can of worms. You did. David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Well, there's a hair there again straight the news that New York is going down the toilet because of the migrant invasion. But, you know, at least we got a mayor with brown skin in the era of Black Lives Matter. We could have voted for Curtis Stewa. But, you know, I think it's just better. You know, luckily, he at least he has brown skin. And, you know, this is Joe Biden's migrant crisis. He opened the borders, and this is why it's happening, because of Joe Biden. But, you know, how many people voted for Joe Biden? Because he picked Kamala Harris. And, you know, at least we have a female vice president with brown skin. So let's not worry too much about losing New York City to a migrant immigration of unvetted people, including terrorists and who knows what else at least we got kamala harris with their brown skin and eric adams with his brown skin because that's what matters most to voters isn't it dominic i almost don't know how to react to that part of me says you're right part of me says i don't know but but I, I but I, I hear your I, I hear your 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 bigger point. And I think I believe your bigger point, David, is that um are, are you willing to have a person of color in office at, at, at all costs? And it shouldn't be that way because I want the most qualified person. And- My bigger point is that these voters are idiots that vote based on the feelings and skin color. I had somebody tell me, yeah, I was going to vote for Trump, but he called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. So I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Really? Really? So, uh, oh, you know, Trump said there were good people on both sides. The voters are idiots, and now they're getting what they deserve. I don't want to hear any Democrat that voted for Eric Adams or Joe Biden complain. Okay. All right, David in Los Angeles, thank you uh, for the call. Uh, Let's go to Chris in Suffolk County. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Dominic, how you doing, buddy? Listen, there's only two explanations that make sense. This guy, they did it on purpose. They let all these guys in here in the country and New York on purpose. No, you, you, wait, wait, Chris, you can't say Adams did it on purpose. You, it, why, why would he cut no, his no, own? Because no. uh, it makes no sense to cut your own throat. No, no, but I'm saying, is he that or he's insane? You let them in. You brought them all in. You know, there's a story that, that I tell. Listen, you know, like on the Titanic, tell me if this makes sense. When they put the people in the lifeboats when the boat was sinking. Hey, wait, right? wait, Chris, I want you to make your point. Hold your point. I'm glad you said okay. that because that was going to be one of my points this morning. It, it's so bad that Mayor Adams is the captain of the Titanic. He really is. Well, but just, go right ahead, Chris. Yeah, Listen, let me just make sense. Okay, so when the boat was sinking and they put the lifeboats out in the water, okay, and the boat, the boats, the lifeboats only hold 50 people. But you know what? The guys that are on there trying to save every single last person they can, and they squeeze on 65 people, and there's only an inch left before the boat sinks. And two or three other guys try to clamber on the boat. You have to push them away. I know that sounds cruel, but you have to push them away. What do you do? Let them come on and sink the whole 65? No, what you do is on day one, you tell your immigration commissioner, if I catch you near that bus, the uh, Port Authority bus terminal, you're fired on the spot. We, we, you know, we, we're going to take them in, but we're going to make their, we, the, the message should have been from City Hall amongst the commissioners, from the mayor. We're going to let them in, but we're going to make their lives a living hell. Nothing's going to be comfortable still, here. And, and he still hasn't mentioned Biden's name. 
Well, does this guy have to wake up and go to brush his teeth in the morning? And there's two or well, three. But, okay, uh, but Chris, okay, but Chris, okay, but Chris, but now, but Chris, but but here's why I want us to be. Here's where I want us to be honest. Adams on that front is between a rock and a hard place. Are we are we going to just ignore modern day politics and expect for this guy to commit career suicide? If he directly names Biden, goes after Biden, his career is over. I mean, do, do we is, not is, understand it over, that? Isn't it over anyway? It, it's it now. It's starting to look like it's over, but it's but it's over. it's never it's never over until the voters vote. So, 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 so you never know. But what I'm saying, Chris, and and we get, we get a lot of these calls. How come he won't name Biden? Come on. You wouldn't name Biden either. If you were the mayor, it's Uh, maybe to that. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, maybe possibly. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, uh, some people do and some people don't, I guess. Yeah. I guess if you have your whole, you know, I, you know, you look at it that way, you got your whole career waiting, uh, depending on this. And you might, like I said, slit your own throat. That's a good analogy, you know, uh, but, but still, I mean, uh, it, it is, it's insane. And and the thing I heard you say before, one of the calls said, is this fixable? I can tell you something, all the damage that's been going on for the past two and a half, almost three years that's going on in this country in New York. I don't think it is fixable. Hmm. I think it went too far. Well, maybe, I, I maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe you're right, Chris. Let let me give you an example here. So at Sepriani's, right, the birthday party for Mr. Katsimatidis, right? So happy birthday. No, uh, I'm, I'm, they often listen to the program. So I'm sure he just, him or his wife just heard that live. So, (laughs) so I park over on third Avenue and we got to walk maybe three blocks over to Sepriani's, right? Right, and it, the the whole time we're walking, I'm saying to my wife, "Stay right here by my side." I, I'm watching <laughs> our every step, right? And right as we get to Sepriani's, this guy who happened to be a light skinned African American, I don't know if he didn't like the fact that I had on a tuxedo. I don't know if he thought I was the easy vic, meaning victim, but he gave right. me he tried to give me an intimidating look, and I let him know, homeboy, I'm not the one. And I gave him the same look back, and he kind of backed off when we happened to get there. But but to your point that the city may be gone, and this is where I'm going with this. So when I left, I, I walked out uh, before my wife. I would never, in the past, under a Giuliani, I would have said, well, honey, you know, walk these two, two, three blocks and meet me here where I parked at. No, 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 no. I said, I'm going to pull the car right in front of Sepriani's across the street, and I will yeah. see you as you come out. And then that's the way, you know, we'll, we'll wrap this up. So Chris, you, you, you may be on to something that the city is, uh, is already, I mean, go ahead. He had, he had, listen, I'm just a, I'm just a, I, I'm, I'm not a genius. Okay. And I, I listen to you guys. I listen to you guys all day long. I listen to different things. I'm a newspaper guy. He's been reading the newspaper since I'm a kid. My father used to come home from the subway and drop the newspaper on my lap in a stoop. And I watched it, read the newspaper. So I do follow the news. And, and that, that, that means your father, like your father's a smart man, but go ahead. Yeah. And, but I became, I guess, politically interested, uh, you know, over the past, you know, three, four or five years. And anyway, that's a wonderful thing. How can I know? just some regular citizen guy. How did I know that what he did by letting them know all in there was absolutely going to cause what it's doing now? And he didn't. Because, because, because you have to understand one thing, Chris, when, when you're a major elected official, most of the people sitting around you are going, yes, 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 yes. You're so wonderful. You're so good looking. You're in such great shape. Everything that comes out of your mouth, you are an absolute genius. I've seen it. I've seen it. Hey, and, that's and, what killed Michael Jackson and Elvis. And, <laughs> good point there. Right? And, and that's why, and thank you for the call, Chris. I do got to move on. That's why every politician has a David Garth, or they, or they used to have somebody, a consultant that's smart as hell, that's going to tell them the truth. The consultant that when they're in private are going to say, you just made a boneheaded move, or if you do something like that again, I'm quitting on the spot. You don't have consultants like that anymore. So Mayor Adams is going around you know, reading his own press, seeing himself 
Let's face it. Why, why do politicians want to be the mayor of New York? Because you want to be the man. You want to see your picture on page one of the newspapers, no matter who the mayor is. You want people to talk about you. You want to walk into a room and stop the room. Now, officially, they'll say, I want to be mayor because I want to lower crime, better education, blah, 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 sanitation, blah, blah, blah. But the the things I just said are just as equally a part of desire to, to want to be mayor. I've been around quite a few of them, you know, and but but you've got to be careful. You've got to be very, very careful. And, you know. Mayor Adams, busy at day, busy at night. Is he getting the proper rest? Yes, yes, yes. Mr. Mayor, that's the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, sir. Present arms, sir. That's what it amounts to, folks. That's what it amounts to. And so that's why I think that Giuliani and I got along when he was mayor, because he might call me up. Or he might have me in his office downstairs, and I'm going to use a term that the kids use. I'm kicking it to him real. Listen, man, you messing up with this, 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 and this. And he, he'd listen, and he might, he might modify a little bit, but Rudy was going to be Rudy. And, and Rudy proved to be great for the city of New York. And, Folks, I, I, I'm late for a break, but let me put it to you this way. Did you see these knuckleheads in the street running around acting like they're empowered under Giuliani? There were Hollywood movies made about when dudes act up. Samuel Jackson, he cocked the gun playing the police officer, and he goes, it's Giuliani time, right? Which meant the, the bull stops, and the criminals knew it. Now the criminals are like, let me slap a police officer. Let me spit at a police officer. You want to arrest me? I'll do it. You can do it when I feel like it. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. I got a good one for you this morning. And your calls, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, New Hyde Park, Nutley, New Jersey, and St. James. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Seems like you always have to go to the bathroom aboard an airplane. Number one, and you pray not number two. I fly a lot and I, I take a water pill. So for me... It's always once the seatbelt sign comes on, you, you start crossing your legs and you start saying, why won't this plane land faster? And then they start circling the airport and you got to stay in your seat, but you got to go urinate. So imagine what it was like on this Delta flight. And I recently flew Delta. Imagine what it was like on this Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Wow. So passengers aboard a diarrhea-smeared plane are starting to share their disgusting ordeal according to them it was dribbling it was dribbling down the aisle and smelled horrible oh. delta flight from atlanta to barcelona they had to turn around barcelona spain and uh, the passengers are speaking out about what they had to endure when the aircraft was forced to turn back just two hours into an eight-hour journey after someone had diarrhea uh, if you folks can get through this morning, I'd love to hear some of the stories, some of the encounters you have had personally, uh, as long as they're not too, too bad, or or ones that, that you have uh, witnessed. Um, 
you know, when, when you fly with presidential candidates, right? And so, the, you know, it's amazing to watch the Secret Service. And, and I, you know, when, when the plane is about to land, they're, they're checking their weapons. They're, they're making sure the candidate has their bulletproof jacket ready to go. They're, uh, and on. They're, they're going to over last minute logistics. The agents on, on the tarmac are waiting. And, you know, they're checking, they're checking everything. And so with the agents on the plane, it's always, you know, so it was so bad. I would sit in the last seat by the bathroom because if I had to go to the bathroom and it just, it just seems like mentally you always got to go when the seat belt sign comes on. And sometimes the uh, flight attendants can be very tough. It is federal, federal rules, federal laws that you're not supposed to be out of your seat. But can you imagine that aboard a flight to Barcelona, eight-hour flight from Atlanta, and a diarrhea-smeared plane? Ugh. Let's go uh, back to the uh, to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn. Good morning, Alex. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, thanks for taking the call. What's on my mind is I think, you know, if I was Eric Adams and he really cared about what he screwed up over here, I would step down. Um, and he did this intentionally, the situation with the border. He didn't want this kind of crisis, but he the reason why he invited these people in here in the first place was because he wanted to divert attention from the fact that he wasn't able to clean up the crime crisis in the city. Remember, he ran on fighting crime. Yeah, no, he didn't do it intentionally. No he did not do it intentionally. He thought that you're entitled to your opinion. Um, he thought that he could handle it. He thought he, he didn't understand the power of free, free, free. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I'm talking about why he brought these people here. Not me that he too. wanted this kind of a crisis. But me too. Just like just like he ran on fighting crime and had no plan. Now he brought these people in here and he has no plan. And you mentioned he does late nights. He does, but he, unless they got seven seventy, you know, playing in the clubs where he is right now, um, he won't be hearing you. And that's the one thing I, I, I heard him say that the clubs in New York City are doing amazing. And you know why that is? Because he spends every single night there almost. And maybe we've got to cut his salary so that he shouldn't be spending his nights in the clubs while he's letting the city of New York rot. And he knows now that this is going to cost him the election. The crime, the fact that he wasn't able to clean up crime, the fact that we have all these illegal immigrants in this kind of disaster. Uh, I'm just waiting to see how long it's going to take until we're going to see an effort by him to get these illegal immigrants to be able to vote in the next mayoral election so that he could save himself because he's so in the hopes they have gratitude for him. But even that might blow up because these migrants, they're coming from Mexico, Guatemala and Honduras from places that were not under corrupt governments. And they, they know what a bad system looks like and what it is. So uh, they they may maybe see through Eric Adams and other Democratic politicians. So they have gratitude, but there's a big chance that they'll be voting against the Democratic politicians, e- even though they let them in here because they don't want this country to go to hell. Because then, why did they leave Mexico in the first place? Well, I I don't I don't know how much gratitude they have when you're fighting police officers uh, and and you have disdain and an attitude against the uh, against Americans that that's not gratitude but but I hear you Alex thank you for the call let's stay in Brooklyn let's go to Sherry good morning Sherry what's on your mind hi Dominic how are you I'm well Sherry how about yourself I'm alrighty I guess Adams didn't realize that the migrant issue isn't the uh the sort of broke, broke the camels back here this is just like the cherry on top because the crime issue and everything that's going on really is a detriment to the city. It's amazing how he was able to convert that office building in Long Island City to house a thousand illegal migrants. But he should put the same effort in maybe making a hospital facility for all the people who are mentally challenged that are walking the streets. Agreed, agreed. Uh, each one would take state approval, but it's amazing that all the red tape goes away, Sherry, when it when it's for the migrants. I mean... Right. And, and another thing... Uh, you have one migrant that's been here two months. I think he's been arrested 11 times. Why can't they get deport him? Everybody who's here illegally because they didn't come to a port of entry, okay, you commit a crime, you should be automatically shipped back. Agreed. Agree. I agree a thousand percent with you. 
And if he's going to cut services, he should start cutting it with the migrants first. Right, right, right. Because he's warning us that we're all going to have to pay the price again, again. Now, 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 with our services. Yeah, why don't you start with the ones that caused this problem to begin with? Right, right. Why not cut their budget by seventy percent? Right. Agreed. Exactly. Exactly. Great point, right, Sherry. Right, Thank you. Thank you for the call this morning. Let's go. Let's see here. Let's go. Let's go to after Sherry. Let's go to Norman. Norman in Brooklyn. Mike. No, I'm looking at Michael in Nutley, New Jersey. But let's go to Norman right. first. Go, hey, go ahead. Um, no. Yes. Let's talk biohazard. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I never made poopy in the plane walking Ew. down the aisle or anything like that. But I was Ew. told when I was a kid on one of the long flights to Israel on El Al that I did throw up. So I uh, I did commit biohazard, but it was back in the 60s. So. Mm, mm. Well, I don't want to get nauseous this morning, Norman. Norman, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to try. Thank you for the call. Oh, hold on for a second. I'm I'm going to try and squeeze in before Frank Morano joins me. Michael and Nutley. Michael, good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic, to Eric Adams and your listeners. In the end, this migrant crisis of New York City was planned by Eric Adams. Let me explain. It, it wasn't planned, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. In the end, eventually. It blew up in his face. Your, That's okay, what happened. Your state lost representation. Michael, to replace that. Michael, the the reason why I'm cutting them back and forth is because I only have like thirty seconds for the call, so I don't have time for you to set up a full story. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Here's the other thing. The other thing too, there was a golden opportunity for your taxpayers to get some of their money back. The property owners, twenty thousand less students in your public school system. But since Eric Adams allowed a hundred and 110,000 legal aliens into your city, they bought 20,000 children. Now they're back into your public school system. Right, they, if there but, was 20,000 children less. No, you, 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 no, you wouldn't have got less money. That, see, you're, you're looking at it like it may be a New Jersey issue or a suburban versus a city issue. Under no circumstances were you going to get any money back, period. That's the way the New York City Department of Education works. Money back for taxpayers? I don't think so. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Howdy. Hello, my what friend. What do you have coming up? Well, we have Ask Frank Anything for the next hour, and uh, we're going to be doing movies with Debbie Schlussel. We have an interesting panel of folks that are going to join me in the 2 o'clock hour, and uh, some fun stories that I think people are going to get a kick out of, including some stories from tonight's gala that neither you nor Rita told the public. I'm going to tell them. Really? Oh, oh yes. boy. Some oh, good, yes. Some good ones? You better believe it. <laughs> Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I hope you're going to have a great weekend. I hope so. Hopefully you too, man. All right. Frank Morano is coming up, folks, the other side of midnight. Have a great weekend. I will see you Sunday night at 11 p.m.